BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Thank you so much for tuning in on this wild Wednesday. It's wild because while I record this, I don't know what is going to, to happen with the election. And we may not know by the time you listen to this, but um, I'm sure whatever the fuck happens this week, it's going to be crazy. And if you're as anxious about democracy as I am, buckle up, grab a bottle, hunker down and pray for daylight because that's all we can do. Pray to the Lord that the vodka's flowing. Even for being a little raspy because I was in a smoke-filled comedy club last night. She still got it. I want to give a shout out to my uh, producer, editor extraordinaire, Michelle. Michelle, I know you hate me right now because um, I, I, I'm last minute pulling this together. I had another episode I wanted to release. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I got to talk about this really cool human experience that I had last night that I just think is it's very timely. It's important as we're all waking up on a Wednesday morning post-election and not knowing what the fuck's probably going on in the world. I had a little glimmer of hope last night. So I wanted to record this and get this out there and just, I don't know, kind of share like a a common human experience that I think is so important for us to feel like there is literally light at the end of the tunnel. And I'm sick of, I have fucking 2020 fatigue. I don't want to talk about politics anymore. I don't want to talk about the coronas. I don't want to talk about canceled plans. The only thing I want to talk about is raging. So let me tell you what happened last night. All right, so my boy Scott Schoenberg, shout out to Morgan Stanley. What's up, Gucci gang? I met this character, Scott, and his. I love his family. Let me just tell you, I met Scott at, at our club, the Atlanta Athletic Club, like four years ago. I was living in LA at the time and I was sitting at the pool and I had a Dodgers hat on, even though I've never been to a Dodgers game, but I was sitting there wearing my Dodgers hat, trying to be an LA elitist, if you will. And Scott stumbles over to me after a vodka cranberry and he's like, he literally was like, um, Dodgers hat. You spent a lot of time over there. I don't know why I'm giving him this accent. <laughs> He's not from like Brooklyn. Scott's like, oh, so uh, Dodgers hat. What do you do with the Dodgers hat? You live in LA? And I said, yeah, I do. And he's like, oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. What do you do out there? I'm going to stick with this accent just so you guys know. Uh, I said, I'm an actress. He's like, oh, okay, I got a lot of friends in production. Got a lot of friends who are, you know, 
in the biz. She didn't need a financial advisor. Now, at the time, I didn't have two pennies to rub together. So I said, Scott, if you buy me a vodka cranberry, I will hold on to your business card. And then one day, when I eventually make more than four seventy-five an hour, I will 100% call you. Because I don't know about you, but if my financial glow up has been, and I know it's tacky to talk, it's taboo to talk about finances, but y'all have been with me since the day that I literally had no fucking idea how I was going to purchase a Chipotle burrito bowl. You know what I'm saying? It's been a glow up, not a show up. That's on God. God, I'm so good at writing jingles. So anyways, I would see Scott out. He's always a good time. So Scott's been helping me kind of like keep my shit together and help me organize my business. He's a great financial planner, I guess. We haven't lost money yet. So that's good. Sleep with one eye open. (laughs) But I love his family. His wife is incredible. His kids are like the coolest kids. Have you ever met somebody and, you know, you go to dinner with like kind of, he's got two wonderful teenage boys and a daughter and like just the kids are cool and you can have a cool conversation with them. And you're like, these parents raise these kids in the most respectful, funny, cool way. They're just like young adults that you'd want to hang out with. That's his family. So I just love everything about them. But anyway, so Scott called me and he's like, listen, I got to stick us to Dave Chappelle. My boy is hooked up in his crew. And I'm like, Scott is literally the fact that I'm a comedian and I've met Chappelle before and I wouldn't be able to procure tickets to this like not secret show, but kind of last minute pop-up secret show for Chappelle. So I'm like, Scott, fuck yeah, I'm down doggy. Like, let's go. So we get the VIP treatment because you know somebody in the crew and it's it, we're, we're getting to hang out backstage and, and all this stuff. And, and it was really cool because, you know, if you don't know this about Chappelle, Chappelle's been doing these shows all summer up in Yellow Springs, Ohio, where he's from. And he did basically Camp Chappelle. And our buddy Keith does all the COVID testing. So you're getting tested before you go in. It's a rapid test. You have to fill out all this information. You're wearing a mask. Like it's it's the way that they've done this operation is really fucking smart because it allows people to start going out and seeing shows in a healthy, safe way. Now, yet again, I know somebody's going to chime in and be like, oh, testing, you could get a false negative at this point. It's a fucking gamble. Like literally I'm blowing on some dice. <sighs> Snake eyes. You know, nobody knows what the fuck's going on. But I've said, wow, this is great. One, I got a COVID test out of this. So she's negative. Gucci gang. And also this is just a smart way for, you know, people to be able to hang out together and, and feel safe. But it was so cool. So basically, long story short, Chappelle was working on new material because he's hosting SNL this weekend. And to see another creative person in their creative process is fucking cool. I don't care what you say. It'd be like if you were, how do do I describe this? I was just basically so excited to see him work on this material. And it was so cool. He chose uh, the Atlanta Comedy Theater, which is, you know, 20 minutes away from me. And it was just cool. It was cool to see, to be at the show. And they sat me because we were like VAP or whatever. I was the first, like right at the front of the stage. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Now I told Scott, Scott and I are like two old white ladies from the country club. I said, Scott, I just need you to know beforehand, we will most likely be some of the only white people at this show. So, you know, there's probably going to be a couple like white people punchlines, buckle up. Like I live for this shit. I love Chappelle. I think he's a genius. Uh, You know, I like hanging out with like comics, comics. You know what I'm saying? So they sit us. Front row. I mean, I am. I literally, Chappelle's like just hanging out. We're at the 10 o'clock show, so it's late. Everyone's been drinking. The vibe is very relaxed. We're going to get into it. We're going to talk about shit. (laughs) Literally. 
Chappelle makes a joke and I'm never going to give away an artist's uh, bits, but he makes a joke about white people, which is so pertinent and it was so funny. And literally, you know what you could just feel? You just like a, your asshole clinch up and I'm fucking crying laughing. I'm like, bring it. This is great. I need this. Yes. Roast me, bitch. Because literally it's like Scott and I, we look like an old married couple. All right. I literally, and, and if I'm, I was waiting for somebody to be like, are you two married? And then I'd have to say, this is my financial advisor. Like the yuppiest, waspiest, whitest thing you could ever fucking say. Well, actually, I brought my financial advisor, Scott, with me to a comedy show. If you didn't know this, Chappelle, I am actually a comedian. And I just kind of wanted him to see how the business worked. So therefore, uh, <laughs> we could uh, do the same thing and make some coin. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I just saw this uh, playing out in my mind. And then I would just get fucking roasted because <sighs> nothing's worse. And when you're having a conversation and if you've been to any of my shows, I love to talk to the audience, figure out what's going on with you. Who, who, who the hell is there? And I, and I never, I, so we go in beforehand and I'm like, if anybody asks, I'm not telling anybody I'm a comic. It's like if you were an athlete and you were to go to a show, a show, what the fuck? I don't even know what, where do, what do athletes do? A game. If you were a big LeBron fan and you're at a game, and he were to be like, hey, what do you do? You would immediately say, I'm an interior decorator. You know what I mean? I'm an interior designer. You would never say, I play basketball, but you've never heard of me. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like I had cool beads of sweat dripping down my body the whole way there just thinking, if I, because I'm going to get to meet Chappelle, what do I tell him? Now, most people would be like, no, this is your time to be like, yo, I'm a comic, huge fan, like been following your work. But in my mind, one, I was pretty much one of the only women kind of hanging out. And two, I was like, I'm not going to tell this guy in my tiger cheetah print gold hoops. Yo, I'm a comic from Atlanta. You know what I mean? I just had that, like, that I was wrestling with that. And but I did. I was like, yo, I'm a, you know, I'm a comedian and I've met Chappelle before and he's so gracious with his time and so kind. But this is kind of a full circle story. This guy, I mean, Chappelle won't remember my name. I mean, he was smoking, drinking, having a great time. I mean, everybody was lit. Like a 10 o'clock comedy show is fucking lit. But the cool thing was we're sitting in this room and getting to see Chappelle work out this new material and have these really honest, raw conversations, which he is so great at doing about the political climate, what's going on, what, you know, what it's like to be black in the community dealing with what's been going on this year. And I'm just sitting there absorbing it like a sponge, just like this is this is so cool and it's so thought provoking. And, and I'm just so grateful that I'm having this opportunity to see somebody that I just think is just beyond words, incredibly talented, work out shit. It's like when I used to go see Joan Rivers when I was living in New York back in the day and I would go see her and just watch her like, it's like a genius at work. It's just a really cool kind of outer body experience. So shout out to Scott. Thank you for letting me have that, that experience. What's the purple grid, honey? It's not a new hot nightclub. It's that cool, comfortable pillow and mattress that your girl's been resting her head on. See, the purple mattress is set apart from every other mattress because it has the purple grid. And it's a patent comfort technology that instantly adapts to your body's natural shape and sleep style. With over 1,800 open-air channels designed to neutralize body heat, purple provides a cooling effect other mattresses simply can't replicate. And this cutting edge, wow, I'm getting excited, technology doesn't stop with the mattress. Every purple pillow, which is what I'm obsessed with, is engineered with the grid for a total head and neck support and absolute airflow. So you're always on the cool side of that pillow. I'm telling you what, 
That purple pillow, when you're laying down and it just comfortly scoops around your neck and then it stays nice and cool, it doesn't get better than that. To me, it's 100% about that pillow life. I need that good neck support. You know, I got sciatica all the way down to my ass. But if we start at the support of the neck, it's going to be all gravy all the way down to the toes. You can try every Purple product risk-free and free shipping and returns. And Purple has financing available as low as 0% APR for qualified customers. Experience the Purple grid and you'll sleep like never before. Go to purple.com slash absolutely 10 and use promo code absolutely 10. That's one zero. For a limited time, you'll get 10% off any order of $200 or more. That's purple.com slash absolutely 10 with promo code absolutely 10 for 10% off any order over $200 or more. But cool Chappelle story the a year ago, well, fuck what? No, beyond a year ago. So when I sold out my show, when I first put my tickets on, on for my first leg of my tour back in like June, the day we sold it out, I went out that night to celebrate with my sister. And we were at my buddy's bar, Ray's in the city and the Lower East Side. And we're there and Chappelle shows up that night. And somehow everybody basically, they're like closing time because Chappelle's crew wants to come in and like party. So even though our buddy owned the bar, um, we kind of got like in the mix of the scuffle and got not not kicked out, but they were basically like closing time. It was already like three o'clock in the morning. So my sister and I are outside smoking a cig and Chappelle comes out and he's like, yo, did they accidentally bump you out? I'm sorry. You, you, like, are you good? And I was like, yeah, oh my God, this is crazy. So we're smoking a cigarette with Chappelle. He's like, you know, what's your name? Like, couldn't have been kinder. And uh, my sister turns him and says, my sister just sold out her first comedy tour. And he was like, no shit, fuck yeah. And I was so mortified. Again, I'm like, Ashley, tell him like, if he asks, he's not going to ask, but do not bring up that I'm a comedian. Absolutely do not bring up. I mean, do not even, do, I don't even want you to smile. Tell him I'm a fucking proctologist, okay? And my sister, of course, was like, no, fuck that. Tell him you're a comedian. So I'm like, yo, Dave, huge fan. I'm a comedian. I just, I, this is the craziest thing. What a full circle to meet one of my idols the night that I'm out celebrating that, you know? She's got something going on. So he's like, fuck that. I'm so sorry that my crew accidentally kicked you out. What's up? Y'all want to go party? And we were like, fuck yeah. So we end up going down like three blocks down to the box, which is a very famous club in New York City. I used to black out at the box. Let me tell you what happens at the box. I actually that they they do like kind of um, avant-garde performance art, sort of burlesque sexual acts. Like one time I was at the box, there was a woman who came out on stage and she had an egg in her vagina and she put a plate down on the stage and then just squatted and the egg came out and cracked on the plate. And that was like her her thing. That's like the vibe. You know what I mean? It's a late, late, late night spot where you're always going to run into just crazy people. And I hadn't been clubbing in New York. God, what I would give to be back into a nightclub in New York City. Oh my God, 2011, come back in a bandage dress by BB and you know what I'm talking about. Or like Charlotte Russe that you got at the mall in Atlanta, but you packed it in your bag to go to New York. I was living in New York at the time, fucking thriving. I was at the box in a tight dress that if I so much as sneeze, the top of my clitoris would pop out at the bottom of the dress. You know what I'm saying? A little peekaboo. <laughs> it was always hanging out. And I was so proud of it. Because that's before, well, I was about to say, that's before I had kids and it, my vagina fell apart. But my vagina's just fallen apart because of wear and tear. Escaping. God, why do vagina jokes are so funny to me? Because really and truly, unless you have some 
horrific medical situation, you can't really have a giant vagina. Like, it's not a thing. So when I make giant vagina jokes, it's great. Can you have a tiny dick? Fuck yeah, you can. I hooked up with a guy in college once. Why am I? I was trying to be hopeful and talk about a cool Dave Chappelle story. And now I'm going to get into a time that I hooked up with a man with a micro penis. It happened. It was real. And I felt bad and didn't know what to do. So I kind of let him hump my leg. I'm not making a joke right now. He dropped his pants and he goes, I know. (laughs) I don't, you know what? I, he could, I don't, I don't want to get into this story. It was bad. And I didn't know what to do. So I was just like, okay. And it was just a lot of dry humping from there. You know what I'm saying? But I've seen it with my own eyes, a micropenis. And there's not much you can do in the moment. You know, you light a candle for him when you get back to your dorm room. That's all you can do. But anyways, it was just kind of, it was just a really cool experience for me. And I know I'm probably just rambling right now, but listening to him talk about the future and about us getting back on the road and about just having a laugh with a bunch of people in a room over a common anxiety. Like you could feel the tension in the room where people were just so excited to laugh and to hear what Dave had to say about what he thinks is going to happen. Now, he was working out new material, obviously, when SNL airs which when he records it this coming Saturday, we don't know what's going to happen. Like, we don't know what the outcome will be. But his words of hope and and excitement and, you know, basically just fucking talking shit and being real about it. But to be in a room with other people and to feel the energy of other people, I cannot tell you, it tickled my taint deep, deep down not even in a sensual way, in a in an emotional way. And it felt good. It was like, we're going to get through this. We're going to be okay. We've got this. But what we have to do is be kind to one another and laugh together because that's all we got. But man, I'll tell you what, my hair smells like, you know, when you you'd come home from a nightclub and your hair would smell like a pack of parliament cigarettes, like a mixture of, I'm smelling it now, Tresemme, the uh, hairspray in the black bottle with the kind of lime green writing on the side. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I still use it. Tresemme has got a great, great hairspray and your hair is crunchy because it has so much product in it. And then as you brush it out, you can literally smell like two or three cigarettes just leaving your hair. That's what I smelled like this morning when I woke up and I wasn't even hung over. I mean, I had two beverages. I was really there just absorbing it. And I've never been happier to wake up with my hair smelling like sin. You know what I'm saying? Truly. God. But it was just cool. I don't know. It's, I think maybe I'm just fangirling. It was a cool experience for me. And it felt very full circle in the moment where I was like, dude, you know, a year ago, I was partying in a nightclub with Chappelle and his friends and having this cool, like, fuck, look at what's going to happen. Like, look at where we're going to take 2019. And now this year's just been a fucking dumpster fire. Literally. Half the country was on fire at some point. (sighs) Sorry, I have a little iced coffee. That's why I'm a little razzmatazz jazzed up. God, I miss nightclubbing. Fuck, I, okay, you know what? Jackie Schimmel and I have been texting and I want to do a bop. Her husband's a big time music producer. And I said, listen, I used to do songs. I, you know, a lot of people don't know this. I used to do songs. My buddy who is, who is Aunt Jackie's husband, Andrew, he knows my buddy, James, who's a big time music producer. They're like, you know, big time together. 
And James and I used to have a lot of songs, but, you know, James became a professional. <laughs> I said, James, I don't mind if we, you know, put the kibosh on what we used to do. But um, I told Jackie, said, listen, I need to see if Andrew's got a couple throwaway tracks because I think I'm ready to write a song. Do you know what I miss doing? You remember when you'd be partying and you'd have that one friend in your group? This is so gross. I'm sorry. Let's just say it. That one friend in the group was like, guys, I got to take a shit. And you're like, we're in a nightclub. Claire, Claire, your BB dress is too short. And, and you would like, you know, hold the bathroom for her because maybe she did a little too many, you know what I'm saying? She's got diarrhea in a nightclub. I miss having diarrhea in a nightclub. I miss getting out at 4 a.m. and going to the bodega on the corner, getting a bacon, egg and cheese on a slightly toasted roll with salt, pepper, ketchup, hot sauce. Hit me three times and waking up at one o'clock the next day with the worst acid reflux of your life, of your life. You have to take two Prilosecco TCs and then maybe half a Xanax to curb down the shakes. And then you take two showers. Your body still smells like smoke. I actually miss that. I miss that. Nowadays, you go to Trader Joe's, you got to take half a Xanax because you leave with such anxiety because a woman over in the mayonnaise aisle just did a <laughs> cough on you. And you're like, fuck, that was it kiss of death. I don't know. I know I'm rambling. I just, you know, <laughs> seeing comedy last night made me realize we're going to be okay. And I miss fucking partying. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? And you know what exactly I mean, but we're going to get through this. Y'all know I've been dealing with the driest skin this side of the Mississippi, but it's about to change. Why? Because I got that Palmer's new hemp oil skincare. Palmer's is the OG cocoa butter life. You know what I'm saying? The smell of Palmer's, the touch, the feel, it's the best. And they came out with an amazing new hemp oil skincare collection, which calms, soothes, and hydrates even your driest skin. And listen, I put them to the test because when I got that eczema flare up, you know what has really been working? The hemp oil. I'll tell you what. These must-haves use Palmer's special blend of skin-nourishing cocoa butter and hemp seed oil, so you're getting a double whammy there, for highly effective skin healing. Their hemp oil calming relief body lotion is ideal for sensitive and eczema-prone skin. Your girl talking right to me. Providing dry skin relief with its powerful and just healing moisturizers. The cocoa butter transforms rough, dry skin into a softness you can't help but love and feel. And the hemp seed oil nourishes an irritated and inflamed skin by reducing irritation, dryness, and itching. I mean, literally, you stay hydrated forever. It, it didn't get better than that. Here's the deal. You can find these products online or in stores at Walmart, Target, Walgreens, or Amazon. Plus, for a limited time, you can try Palmer's Hemp Oil Calming Relief Lotion for 20% off. Use the promo code ABSOLUTELY. Right now, it's available in stores and online at Target, Walgreens, and Walmart. It doesn't get better than that. All you got to do is stay hydrated. Keep that skin just sensual, oiled up using Palmer's. Now, back to the podcast. Don't you feel that maybe we just need to get to New Year's Eve? Like we just need to get to 1159 on December 31st and just maybe we restart the clock. Like we just jump in, jump into the future. It's it's like 2021. It can only go up from here. And I know I jinxed us. The reason this year was so shitty, I, t- I take personal responsibility. I put up a video on January 1st in the airport after getting food poisoning from Guy Fieri's restaurant, which was my own doing. I was like, it can only go up from here. And it didn't. It went south very fucking quickly. 
And it's wild to think that the last show that I've done was at the Improv in LA, which was, you know, an industry showcase, if you will. So I, you know, it was like being back in the clubs. And um, that was the last show I did, like live. And I miss that. I miss the smell of chicken tenders coming out of the kitchen. I miss some drunk bitch named Michelle on the front row, dressing head to toe cheetah Brent, and just getting to fucking have that moment where for an hour and a half, we're just chatting, we're giggling, we're talking bullshit. It's a good feeling. And it's going to come back. We're going to get there. We will. But I want you to feel hopeful no matter what happens. Because you know what? You can't control what happens, but you can't control your attitude. Words by Kyle McMahon. So my dead father always said, you know what? The only thing you can control is how you move forward. And usually I move forward with a beautiful BLT and some crispy fries to temper down my mood and to get in a positive headspace. So I don't know what y'all do to cope, but mine's caloric. (laughs) Also, I think one of the reasons why I just had such an outer body experience last night. It's watching somebody who is creative and intelligent and just really thought-provoking as Chappelle. And I had full imposter syndrome. Another reason why I didn't want to tell anybody I'm a comic. I'm like, I've been doing this forever. And I know a lot of y'all are new and you don't know me. And everybody thinks that, oh, wow, you know, oh, she just came out of nowhere. She's just somebody from the internet. That's not true. I've been doing this for fucking ever. It's just now you know my name, Right. But I had full imposter syndrome. Like, could I do this? Could I get back up on stage after not doing this for eight months and do this? And then on my drive home last night, I was like, fuck yeah, bitch. Fuck yes, you could. Gucci gang, that's what's up. Jokes are flowing, let's go. But it is a wild feeling to have that human connection with people and to sit on stage and look people in the eye and hear the drinks clinking behind you and hear the people in the back row having a full-blown conversation about like what Aunt Linda's gonna have for lunch tomorrow. You know what I mean? You're like, shut the fuck up. We're at a show. Like I miss that background noise. Anyways, I don't know. Maybe I should have had this conversation with a fellow comedian because y'all are like, Heather, we don't hang out in nightclubs. None of us have ever had diarrhea at a nightclub. (laughs) Whether it was a comedy club or a, you know, DJ. Wicka, wicka, wicka club. What, What was that? What did I just do? I'm embarrassed for myself. But don't cut this out. Because it's dumb shit like that. That reminds me at the end of the day, I'm still a silly white woman. Oh God. But it was cool. And it was cool. The vibe was awesome. It was just, it was a cool night. Whatever. Fuck it. I'm going to quit talking about it because now I just sound like a super fan weirdo and I need to like get my life right. But yeah, from now on, I think when I meet other comics who are like, you know, have $50 million Netflix specials, I'm just going to say, hey, I'm an interior designer. And that is, you know, I'm obsessed with interior design. But I just need to say that I'm, because I, I can still have a conver- fake conversation about design. You know, I can talk about wallpaper because I've been doing a little design at, at my home, but I couldn't say like, I'm an accountant. And then they're like, oh, how do you use a calculator? I'd be like, I can't bullshit this. But I could talk about, you know, I don't know, a chaise lounge. I could throw out words like that. I could lie a little bit because I know a little bit of design wordage, if you will, verbiage, but I can't, I couldn't lie and be like, I'm a doctor. I would not, I wouldn't be able to carry the lie. So I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. All right, listen, let's get into these voicemails. Y'all are fucking crazy. I know you're dealing with a lot. I'm dealing with a lot. We're all dealing with a lot, but let's giggle. 
And remember that, you know, as big as the problems are in the world, we still can barely keep our shit together on the home front. So let's see what y'all have gotten into. Having this next sponsor a part of the podcast is fucking great. I'm obsessed with blender bombs. I literally fucking love them. I throw them in my smoothie. What's a blender bomb, Heather? Well, let me tell you, these hoes over at blender bombs, and I can say that because they hoes who are entrepreneurs and smart. Basically, we're like, yo, how do we stay healthy? But we're having to basically add 16 fucking ingredients to a smoothie. What'd they do? What'd my girl Helen do? She put everything into one just bomb, basically. It's an atomic bomb of nutrition. All right, it tastes like a Wendy's Frosties meets the whole food smoothie bar. You know what I'm saying? Blender Bomb smoothies are full of every essential amino and fatty acid and a ton of fiber, which is what literally keeps me full and energized. Nothing's worse when you're ready to, you're running out the door and you want to make your smoothie because you're like, hey, I got to get some good nutrition in my system today. And then you got to pull out 15 fucking ingredients. And then you forget to put the almond milk with the, the other chia seeds. And then you didn't realize that the hemp shells were supposed to be refrigerated. So then you're Googling, are these going to go bad? I don't know. Did I just poison myself from warm hemp hearts? But Blender Bombs basically takes all that great nutrition and adds it together in this great little ball that you throw in your smoothie and you're good to go. You're, it's off to the races. Listen, I'm just trying to start my day off with one healthy meal and Blender Bombs, by just making it easy that I'm just throwing that bad boy in there, I know that I'm getting the proper nutrition, the fiber, the amino acids, all those accoutrements that I need for my well-being in one quick pow, fail swoop, baby. Here's the thing. If you want to be a bomb ass with a bomb ass because you're eating healthy, then head over to www.blenderbombs.com and use code absolutely at checkout for 20% off your first order. That's right. Go to blenderbombs.com and use code absolutely at checkout for 20% off your first order. I'm telling you, it's a female run company. I'm obsessed with them. I've been using Blender Bombs forever and I'm so glad that they're a part of the podcast. Support women making bad ass shit. Blender Bombs is freaking delicious. You're going to be obsessed with them. I want to hear what you think. They're awesome. Blenderbombs.com, code absolutely. Hey, Heather. I just listened to Robin talk about how she got scammed, and I just felt like I needed to give an absolute not to everyone who scams anybody, a.k.a. poor little grandmothers. So I know Robin's not a grandmother, but my dear sweet Mimi, bless her soul, got scammed one time because they called and said that I had been in a car accident because I was texting and driving. And in order to save my insurance, she had to go to Sam's Club and get like $600 worth of Sam's Club gift cards and then read them, call them back and read them off everything, like the numbers, whatever. I don't freaking know. All I know is screw you, scammers. Okay, bye. Thank you for that call. Wow. Scamming Mimi. That's unacceptable. Uh, a lot of y'all called in and really in great detail described the different scams that loved ones um, have experienced. And it's unbelievable. Thank you for your sweet messages and, and kind thoughts about, you know, Robin getting scammed. But it is fucking wild what some of these scammers are up to. I mean, the tomfoolery of it all. So let me get this straight. You're telling me that your Mimi, sweet, kind, angelic, tender-hearted, the soul of a baby koala Mimi got a phone call and they said you'd been in a car accident for texting and driving. First of all, right out the gate, we know that they would never call you and be like, listen, Claire was texting her girls. She was in a group chat and that's why she got in a car accident. 
But here, see, this is what they do. They immediately make it your fault and they immediately guilt your Mimi, my mom. Believe the gentleman that called my mom said my father was late on a payment. Like they, they, they switch it around on you. So all of a sudden you're like, wait, I, I did something wrong. Not that I just need this product or this thing has happened. They turn it around and put the guilt on you. So now your sweet Mimi thinks you're a de- degenerate driver and you got to go to Sam's Club and get $600 worth of like Visa gift cards. Get the fuck out of here. That's insane. And Mimi's probably thinking, all right, I got to get in the Buick. We got to get to Sam's Club. Now, I would like a follow up on this. I would like to know whether Mimi, you know, went through with it or not. A lot of y'all called in and said your grandparents have gotten phone calls that you're in jail and that they have to wire like $5,000 to this number, which is always, you know, across the ocean. Now, I will say I used to do a prank in college because I can do a wonderful automated voicemail voice. And I used to call my friends and say like, this is, wait, fuck, what did I do? What did I do? This is Oxford Police Department. Press one if you would like to hear inmate number seven, six, five, one, zero, three. To accept this call, press two. You know, <laughs> I used to do that all the time and I'd hear my like drunk stories. It's just like, Heather's in jail. Click two. But I, I, we got to put an end to this. There were so many messages of the craziest scams ever. So this is a universal thing. It's not just us. It's not just Robin getting swindled. So many of y'all's precious loved ones out there who maybe aren't hip with the technology, who maybe don't really know how to turn on the iPad are getting got. So if we've learned anything from last week's episode, let's call our loved ones and just give them a, hey, if you get this XYZ scenario, anybody calls you asking for money, if anybody says I'm in trouble, don't. You know, actually, this is a good thing that we should share with our loved ones. We used to have a a code word when I used to get picked up for carpool. And if it was one of my neighbors who's going to pick me up, this is before cell phones, before mom could text you, hey, I got tied up at the nail salon. You know, Miss Brown next door is going to pick you up. We used to have a code word. Our code word was horse feather. I believe I've shared this with y'all before. So maybe let's do this. I think this, oh, listen to us, making making this a movement. I want you to call granny. I want you to call mom and dad and say, if I'm in real trouble, I, this is the code word. You will know if I say the word dingleberry, if I say the word pumpkin ale, if I say the word dunkaroo, then you know, check the jails, check the hospitals. I need you to wire money to the Philippines. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's about communication. Let grandma and grandpa know, hey, this is sus, but I think that we are all just waiting for to get that phone call. Like we don't think about it. And then when it happens, it's like hindsight's 2020. Fuck that phrase. Hindsight's 2009. So we need to get ahead of it. We need to be proactive in protecting our elders and the people that we love. Let's get on it. Thank you for that scam call. I appreciate it. Let's get to the next voicemail. Hi, Heather. Maddie from Iowa. Wow, I was going to be more concise with the last one. I got cut off, so clearly did not accomplish that. Basically, my absolutely not is the mall kiosk salespeople. They are aggressive. They are just way too much. I haven't been to a real mall in a long time. Just went, couldn't get across the mall without being harassed five different times about what my skincare is, my dry and brittle hair, 
all the things. It was too much. I had to avoid this woman, this saleswoman coming back around because I was lost in the mall and ended up in a Chick-fil-A line just to like try to get over that whole situation. So absolutely not to mall kiosk people. I get everyone's trying to make a dime right now, but wow, that was too much. Okay. Love you. Bye. Sister friend, I couldn't agree with you more. Now, one, good for you for hitting them all. Damn, I miss nightclubs. I miss fucking malls. There's two parts to this. One, I fully agree that the folks that are running any kiosk, you could be selling C's toffee candy. You could be selling those weird like Brazilian straighteners. You know, when you walk by and there's just like this brand of some sort of like hip straightening irons from South America and they're so aggressive. I'm like, I haven't straightened my hair since... 2005. I don't. It's just not my look. I don't even own a straightener. I'm more of a hot tools curling iron kind of gal. But fuck, they get aggressive with the straightener. I mean, those fucking chase you down the mall with the click, click, click. You know what I mean? They're like snapping it in your face like it's gators, gator claws, not gator claws, a gator mouth. Yeah, they're aggressive. One, how are the malls? Haven't been in one in a hot second. Are they good? Are the food courts still smelling like a mixture of burnt ash and chicken teriyaki. Ooh, what I would do to go to a Mediterranean grill. You know what I'm talking about. It's in any food court and it's, it's not a chain. It's just a known name. They all, they're all very boutique and exclusive to whatever food court you're at. And it's some sort of just loosely very broad Mediterranean grill. And they always have some Dijon chicken, which I don't even think is really a Mediterranean flavor. I don't think they're really into honey mustard over there. Please, somebody who is from the Mediterranean, feel free to correct me. But I just remember I'd always get a sample. And it was always a piece of dark meat chicken with some sort of honey Dijon. And they'd put it over a beautiful bed of rice and some mixed vegetables but they actually would have like Aleppo chicken or they would have some sort of, you know, tagine. But I would always go for the Americanized roasted honey butter mustard chicken that I know that they specifically put out for me because they knew I was an American fat kid. Like I know that that was specifically, they did some market research and they're like, listen, Heather McMahon and her chubby friends are coming to our mall. We need to have the honey mustard chicken out. You know what I'm talking about. I miss the smell of that. But people at a kiosk in a mall, I know they're just trying to make a buck, but they're very aggressive. How about the guy who's selling cell phone accessories? You know him. I know him. His name's Carl, and you want to punch him in the donkey teeth. Listen, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a hustler. I get it. But sir, you're throwing accessories at me, literally in my face, that will be null and void and say, I don't know, another month when a new iPhone accessory comes out and then we realize all of our chargers are bullshit. Do you think Steve Jobs knew what we, what what he was doing? Also, have you seen that? You know, I love a conspiracy theory a little bit, like a, like a safe one, like one where like, like we're going to be okay. Have you seen that photo? Google it. Do a light Google search of Steve Jobs in Thailand. This man looks exactly like Steve Jobs. People are saying he didn't die. But he knew that the iPhones were eventually going to, you know, the AI technology was eventually going to destroy humanity. So he's hiding out on a beach somewhere in like Phuket, just chilling. I mean, I looked at this photo and I thought, okay, that might actually be Steve Jobs (laughs) drinking a Mai Tai, chillaxing. Yeah, kiosks. Tell you what, it's an assortment of shit. You got the boba tea kiosk, which I don't even know how they're making tea because they don't have a a refrigerator or a sink, 
but somehow they're making boba tea. And I love that weird tapioca little chunk at the end. It's kind of like phlegm, but you're also like, it's a fun surprise. So you got the boba tea kiosk. You're like, where's the tea? It's like an oddly monochromatic, very modern minimalist kiosk with like pop art bubble letters that say boba tea. But you're like, where? I don't understand where the liquid's coming from. You don't have a faucet, a spout, a jar, a jug. Like, how are you making this boba tea? Then you walk two steps further. You got the guy selling the C's candy. I'm not into toffee. I got to be honest with you. Hard on the teeth. Not my jam. Then the next one is the aggressive straightening iron guy. And then the next one, you know them. They're always selling some sort of 24 karat gold face mask. You're like, that's not a thing, sir. I like fancy skincare. I like inexpensive skincare. But this guy is throwing samples at you almost like a Chinese star. Like if you got hit, you were walking at a decent pace and you got hit on the back of the neck because you didn't see it coming. It would slice you raw, slice you wide open. You may not even get to the food court to get that honey mustard chicken at the nameless Mediterranean cafe because you've bled out because the foil on the quote unquote 24 karat gold face cream package has just split you open. Hit an artery right below the ear. Kajam, you're dead by the time you get to the gap. I mean, what are we fucking with here? Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if we find out that the the people who work at the kiosk, they're actually a part of some sort of psychological warfare. Like maybe it's a Truman show, uh, a broader human, scientific, subconscious, I don't know, some sort of weird psychological government testing. It's like survival of the fittest. Can you get from the front of the mall to Spencer's gift shop without telling one of these guys at a kiosk to go fuck themselves. (laughs) And because I've never been able to politely get to Spencer's without being like, listen, Ronnie, go fuck yourself. You almost killed me with that 24 karat gold cream that maybe y'all know something I don't. Maybe you've gotten to the food court and they hand you like $100 and they're like, you did it. Thanks for being a participant in this study for Harvard psychology. (laughs) No, I don't know. But it's aggressive. It'll stress you friggin' out. I don't blame you. Fuck, we're just trying to survive. And now I got to get bamboozled. First, we got the scammers. Now I'm getting bamboozled by a guy who's selling me uh, a straightening iron that'll probably fry the tips of my already brittle hair. Get the fuck out of here. And Carl, you and I both know that cell phone charger you're going to sell me. I'm going to plug it into my car and literally my battery's going to be drained and the thing will probably spark fire. We both know this is a health hazard. And if I wanted to buy gold to put on my face, guess where I wouldn't get it? The mall. I don't know. Maybe go to a jeweler's. Speaking of jewelers, every kiss begins with K. (laughs) What if I was like sponsoring the podcast? Love that commercial. Sometimes I'll be driving and I'll just find myself literally like singing to myself. Every kiss begins with K. K jewelers on Windy Hill Road. Oh God. All right, let's get to the next voicemail. Speaking of the dry weather and just going into that season where you and I both know the post-nasal drip is real. The sinus infections are real. I need a humidifier. I swear by humidifiers when I'm on the road and I'm talking a lot and my throat gets dry. What do I live for? A humidifier. I found the best humidifier on the damn planet and it's called Canopy. And it's a new brand 
that has literally just launched in October of 2020. And I got my canopy humidifier and I was blown away. Literally, no pun intended, blown away. It is a completely reimagined humidifier that elevates your home for the ultimate in skincare and wellness benefits. Skincare experts and dermatologists have long touted the benefits of increased indoor humidity for healthy, glowing skin. And here's the thing, having dry air in your environment can literally wreak havoc on the skin in as little as 30 minutes. I'm telling you, we've been talking about that dry ass skin. Nothing's worse. Here's the cool thing. Canopy features a design that makes it the cleanest and easiest humidifier out there. Remember those old school humidifiers and after one use, it gets like that weird film at the bottom and you're like, this is right by my bed. I don't know if I should be breathing this in. The good thing is Canopy is anti-mold. It utilizes a unique technology that keeps a humidifier running until there's no water left inside the unit. No water left inside means mold can't grow. You know what I'm talking about? That film. Well, guess what? With Canopy, we don't have to worry about that. Canopy has a built-in aroma diffuser that uses the simple, healthy process of evaporation to fill your room with scented moisturizer. It Honestly, I, I, I'm just obsessed with Canopy. I think they're awesome. Go to getcanopy.co and save $25 on your Canopy purchase today when you opt in to a replacement filter subscription. You'll get a replacement filter every six weeks, right when it's time for a new one, for 33% off the individual price. Plus, you'll receive a free aroma kit to be used with Canopy's built-in aroma diffuser. Hey, that's a $40 value. Even better, there's a special for Absolutely Not listeners. Use code ABSOLUTELY10 at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Again, go to canopy.co today and use code ABSOLUTELY10 for an extra 10% off at checkout. Hey, your skin will thank you. Hi, Heather. My name is Megan. I am calling from Baltimore, Maryland. Yes, I know how much you hate Baltimore, but I am calling with an absolutely not that you absolutely have to hear. I was just at the vet with my dog that I used to share with my ex-husband and I took her there. Pull up with COVID now. They have to come out and get your dog. It's the whole thing. Pull up next to this car that I, I don't know. I just pull up next to a car. Look up there is my ex-husband with a little puppy. Apparently the vet thought they were doing us a favor because they thought it was our puppy and we were coming to bring both the dogs together. So they decided to schedule our appointments at the same damn time. Megan calling from Baltimore, Maryland. One, thanks for being in on the Maryland joke. You know what I mean? Thank you for being a good sport. I'm still getting shit from people from Baltimore. And I'm like, you guys, I'm from the South. If I have to hear one more fucking person from New Jersey try and talk shit about the South, you also know how I feel about Jersey. (laughs) Thank you. You get it. We're all in on this. I still love you. Okay, but let's get to it. Let's get to it. This is raw and real. You're trying to be a good dog mom. You pull up to the vet and I get it. We're doing the same thing with Rigatoni. You have to pull in the back, sit in front of the green cone. Then you call the vet and you say, hey, I'm in, you know, I'm in the Audi at the green cone. Rigatoni's losing his shit. Come get, come get your girl, your boy. So you're telling me you pull up and then your ex pulls up with a new damn dog. One, I don't know if you're having like what the parental rights are between the dogs. If you share the dog, if you got the dog in the custody, I, I didn't really catch that. But all I'm saying is one, he's literally showing up with a new bitch. He rolled up to the vet with a new bitch. Don't know why the marriage ended. Could have been another bitch. Could have been, you know, he embezzled your money. I don't know. But wow, the assumption on the vet to think y'all wanted to kill two birds with one stone. Did they not realize that he probably has his own 
account under his name now. I mean, listen, it's a little confusing for Jeff and I because we have Rigatoni under Jeff Daniels, my fiance, and I'm not changing my name. So we got to go in there. We kind of seem like we're divorced parents. But you probably were avoiding, let's call him Mark at all costs. And not only do you have to pull up with your your dog, who's probably going to show affection to him and be all over him because he's like, hey, I haven't seen dad in a second. Then you got to see the new puppy. And if you know it, you if you wanted to be a little cunty or cold to that puppy, whether however adorable it is, you're like, I don't want to touch your dog. You're a new bitch. Because, Mark, this is how we got divorced in the first place. You know what I'm saying? And then you got to somehow like sit across from each other and you're dueling suburbans and just act like we're going to be a kosher copacetic and have a conversation about, oh, you're new dog. <laughs> Did Emily get it for you? And he's like, who's Emily? And you're like, you know, the girl that you were texting while we were married, but it didn't work out. Again, I have no idea what split you up. It's none of my business. I'm assuming some girl named Emily fucked it up, though. Shout out to all my Emilys out there. Y'all know what you're into. Stirring a pot. (laughs) See, you can't throw this scenario at me and think that I'm not just going to get wild with it. That's fucked up. You need to go in to the vet, change the account, say, this is my dog. That's his. We never want to be scheduled at the same time. And then I would immediately go to the Cheesecake Factory and I get a couple items, a couple plates of food. Again, I love a strong, strong grilled cheese that they have there. They have a triple stack grilled cheese that's made on like thick. It's not French bread. What the fuck is their bread? Like a thick sourdough and it's super crispy and there's butter on all sides. But I I have this very epic photo of me as a child and I have on a great like blossom hat on with a sunflower on it and I'm in a cute dress and I've got this grilled cheese that's stacked to the gods and I've got a shit eating grin on my face because I'm like, I just fucking graduated fifth grade. Mom knew what was good. Took me to Cheesecake Factory. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's what you need to do. I think you need to go to Cheesecake Factory, collect your thoughts, and then call the vet and say, this is the situation. P to P, peer to peer, you know, pet to pet. Never do that again. Also, for the record, kind of a Baltimore thing to do because y'all are shady as fuck. That's what's up. (laughs) I'm kidding. You know, it's jokes. Love you, mean it. God, that's fucked up. Absolutely not to run into your ex with a new bitch at the vet. That's what's up. Hey, Heather, this is Taylor from Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, definitely need you to come back and do another show at the Comedy Zone. Didn't get to go last time. I'm unfortunately calling in with an absolutely not. Um, that has just really stunned me to my core. So my boyfriend is turning 30 next year and we were just having casual conversation. And I was like, oh, we got to do it big, you know, whatever. And he's like, yeah, like, what are you going to get me? And I was like, well, I don't know. Like, it's so far in advance. He goes, what about a threesome? Absolutely fucking not. You think that I'm going to put my vagina in your stranger? Absolutely not. It's not going to happen. Fuck. There's literally an ambulance coming. This is never going to air. Heather, love you the most. Love and light. Taylor from Charlotte. Absolutely fucking not. What a request. Okay. First of all, one, shout out to Charlotte. I'm sad you missed the show, but at the Comedy Zone, but honestly, one of my favorite shows on the entire tour was Charlotte. That energy, that room, that crowd, everything. I I have not had that much fun in a really long time. 
Oh my God. Shout out to Charlotte. Great people. Okay. So I know you're having this casual conversation with him. And he's like, you know, what, what are you going to get me for my 30th? First of all, what are you going to get me for Christmas? Let's start there. Because the Roomba or, you know, the fucking wireless vacuum you got me last year was actually a great gift. <laughs> actually really loved that gift. So thank you. What about a threesome? Yeah, I'll get you a threesome with your hot buddy, Justin. No, this is what you do. You go along with it. You're like, yeah, absolutely. I'll get you a threesome. And you call Justin and be like, Justin, I got a hall pass. That's what's good. And then you bamboozle both those boys. Because you know that's not what he meant. He meant he wanted another girl in the mix. And you show up with Justin and be like, yo, happy birthday. I'm making out with Justin. And then, God, then you all probably end up in jail because I feel like there'll be a fight and Justin will be like, what? And your boyfriend will be like, huh? And it won't end well. But that's what he gets for asking. I've told you this before. I don't want a threesome. You know what I mean? I don't want to be with another woman simply for the fact that I'm going to be insecure. Or, you know, I might want to brush her hair, smell what her skin smells like. But I'm going to be comparing my eczema flare-up to her non-eczema flare-ups. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm down to get experimental and weird and try some things. 100% on board for that. But if she's, you know, even slightly cute, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feel unwell about it. And that's my own insecurities. And I'm being very forward with that. My self-esteem recently in the toilet. I'm a little soft. I need to hit the gym. You know, I'm going into the winter season. Skin is extra dry. Gets a little flaky now too. My dander, my business. But the point of all this is saying, well, here we are. You know what I mean? I really only have two options. Bringing in a gentleman into the bedroom, but then I got to deal with two dicks, two dicks, too many. If I were going to run for president, that would be my slogan. I'm Heather McMahon, two dicks, too many, vote female. And that's it. God, I am good with marketing, branding, slogans, and jingles. Two dicks are too many. I'm Heather McMahon, and I want to stop threesomes for innocent women across America. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It's enough if you're already letting them do anal. You know what I'm saying? And now I got to bring somebody else into the mix. Another butthole into the, into the, the party. Ah, no. It's like when I did all that research on swingers in Georgia. I love my friends, husbands in the sense of like, they're great time. They're good people. I don't want to go on with them. Because I know what Charles does. You know, my girl calls me, Tammy calls me and is like, he's had diarrhea for six days. He's lazy, won't take the trash out. So I'm not looking at you, Charles, as attractive. I'm looking at you as slightly a deadbeat. Because us women, we bitch and bitch to each other. It's a sisterhood of the traveling complaints. And now all of a sudden you want me to hook up with your husband? Gross. If anybody's had a pleasant threesome experience, I need the details. I just, maybe, maybe I'm being very short-sighted on this. Can somebody let me know? Call into the podcast. Let me know. Also, side note, I'm, before I get us out of here, I just want to say the emotional trauma that y'all called in with in the podcast, I had more phone calls than I've ever had before where y'all would go on a rant about something and then the next voicemail is, please don't air this. 
Please do not air this. So I just want you to know, if you haven't heard your voicemail recently, it's usually because you've been blackout and then have called me 16 times post begging me, sending me a cease and desist. I've had a couple attorneys calling saying, on behalf of my client, Carla, Carla asked that you do not air that. She is currently in a legal battle with home goods. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I'm being, I'm airing on the side of caution to respect y'all, your jobs, your families. But I fully agree. Fuck that. Absolutely not. It's 2020. We're in a pandemic. You want to ask me to bring another body in the bedroom? You're lucky I didn't just spray your asshole with Lysol. Absolutely freaking not. Listen, I want y'all to feel that we're going to be okay because we're, we're putting the kibosh. We're stopping it right now. The scammers, the threesomes, the mall kiosk harassment. Going to the vet and seeing your ex, we're putting it, we're, we're saying no. Two dicks, too many. No matter what the outcome of this week is, I'm running in 2024. Actually, I'm not. Maybe run for like city council, something, you know, just to make sure that the water that we're drinking isn't poisoned. That's really all I care about at this point because I've given up on actually, you know, really trying to be a member of society. At this point, I'm like, just let me just make sure the water isn't coming from a well. That's had fracking, I guess. You know, fuck. Who knows? But we're going to make it because we're doing it together. As always, you can call into the hotline, 800-213-7503. I love each and every one of you. I hope this wasn't too rambly this week, but I just wanted to share a cool experience, getting to meet one of my idols and getting to hang out and and feel like we're going to be back out. We're going to go to concerts again. We're going to eat indoors at restaurants. We're going to get through this. Why? Because we're together and we're a community and I love and respect each and every one of you. And thank you for calling into the podcast and to always remind me to keep it real, keep it 100, keep it sassy. And hey, fuck the scammers. Love and light, baby. See you next week. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.